Bonds and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. Let's talk about cryptocurrency and the few ways that it can be taxed. It is not all taxed the same. It depends on how you got the cryptocurrency, what you plan to do with the crypto. There's a few different options. We'll just cover three of them in today's episode. The first way that most people have cryptocurrency is that they buy the crypto, hoping that it goes up in value in the future. We'll just call this crypto that's bought and held, either for later resale or for just holding long-term. This type of cryptocurrency is treated like stocks. When you're buying and selling stocks, this cryptocurrency is treated in a very similar way. If you hold the stock or if you hold this crypto for more than one year, you will be taxed at a long-term capital gain rate, just like you would with stocks. If you hold it for less than one year, so it's exactly one year or less, you'll be taxed uh, your ordinary income tax rates. So what that means, a long-term capital gain rate, these are the lower tax rates that people prefer that you would want to sell if you have a significant gain with your crypto. The tax rates, like if you file the file a joint tax return, your adjusted gross income is less than, your taxable income is less than about $80,000. You can have a tax-free uh, gain on that sale if your income is less than $80,000, up to that $80,000. If it's more than the $80,000, that's normally when you'll be taxed at about a 15% rate. As your income goes up, there could be a 20% rate just on the federal side. That's the, that's the way that the long-term capital gains are taxed or long-term capital gains with crypto. So you, say you bought some Bitcoin today and one year and one year from one year and one day from now, you decide to sell that Bitcoin. And let's say you bought it for 20,000 today in a year from now, you sold it for $25,000 that you're only going to be taxed on that increase. You're, you're going to be taxed on the $5,000, not on the full $25,000. You do need to report the full $25,000 as a, a proceeds from your sale. And you've got to put that on your tax return or the IRS is going to think it was all capital gains. You need to report the sales price and you need to report what you bought it for. So they're just going to see that the difference. They're just going to see the capital gain. So that's, that's the way it works. If it was a short-term capital gain, we know it's pretty volatile, the values of these things. Say you bought one today for $20,000 of full Bitcoin and say it went up to $25,000 tomorrow and you sell that, you've got the same $5,000 gain, but the way that that is taxed is a lot different than the long-term option that I mentioned. There's a few different tax brackets for the long-term and there are different tax brackets for the short-term. The short-term capital gain, like the one you bought today and sold tomorrow, that capital gain is taxed as though it's ordinary income or say it's like W-2 wages or income through your business you're taxed at a higher bracket. If you file a joint tax return, it's up to about 12% uh, on up to $80,000. If you have more than $80,000 of taxable income, it jumps up to 22%. And you get in the $300,000 range. That's when you start getting into about the 30% range of, of taxes. So it does, you are taxed quite a bit higher on that short-term capital gain. And that's why you'll hear people, people wanting to hold on to their crypto or stocks for more than a year. Um, something to think of with this type of crypto when you're you're hold, buying it and holding it, if you do end up realizing a loss on it. So let's just kind of do the opposite of that capital gain. Let's say you bought it today for 20,000 and tomorrow it's worth 15,000. When you sell that stock, you still want to report it on your tax return because you want to be able to 
you want to be able to use that gain to offset some of your taxes. Uh, capital gains are not as helpful to you on your tax return than other types of losses, or sorry, capital losses are not as helpful to you on your tax return as other types of losses. There is a limitation on how much we can use of these crypto capital losses. You bought it today for 20, sold it tomorrow for 15,000. You have a $5,000 loss. At the end of the year, if that's all you did when it comes to crypto investing or stocks, you didn't have any other capital gains. If you have a $5,000 capital loss, all we can use this first year is a $3,000 capital loss to offset, say, some of your W-2 wages. We are limited to $3,000 per year if you don't have any other gains, but the excess, that excess $2,000 capital loss can carry forward to future years. So you don't lose it. It just transfers forward to the next year. But say you bought, say you bought some Apple stock and you sold your Apple stock at a $5,000 gain, and we've got this $5,000 loss in crypto we can net those out. Your loss can offset your gain completely. And there's no limit on how much loss you can use to offset gain. If you've got gain, it can be offset with your losses. And I know this year in 2022, there was quite a bit of drop, quite a bit of drop in crypto value. And one of the strategies, one of the things we're recommending to people is to sell your crypto when it's at a loss. And I like crypto myself, and I've done the same thing. I've sold some crypto at a loss and you buy it back, you can buy back the same cryptocurrency. And what you did there was you can realize that loss um, by selling it, and then you buy it back so you're in that very similar position in the crypto if you want to hold it and wait for the value to go back up. There is not a limitation with cryptocurrency as far as the wash sale rule goes. In stocks, you can't, you can't sell a stock and buy it right back. They'll disallow the loss for you because you ended up just buying the same thing. Those laws don't apply to crypto yet. They probably will here in the next few years. But right now you can sell your crypto at a loss, buy it right back, and then use those losses to offset future uh, capital gains in the same year or into, it'll carry forward to future years. So that's the first way how crypto is taxed is that it's taxed like a stock when you're buying it and holding it. I'll kind of just give you a summary of the three ways just so we can, we can stay on top of it. So with crypto is taxed like stocks in certain circumstances. The other way we're going to talk about is how mined crypto is taxed. Like when you're mining it, you've got your mining rig. We'll, we'll talk about how that's taxed. And then the third way we'll talk about is staking rewards and say APR and interest, kind of the, the way you're rewarded when you get awards or rewards and kind of how that comes back to you and what that's taxed. So we talked, the first one was how crypto is taxed like stocks. And now let's talk about how mined crypto is taxed. When you mine crypto, there's two different stages of income, and it's actually taxed in two different ways when you're mining income, typically. When you first mine the crypto and you're, you're awarded that the Ethereum or Bitcoin or whatever type of coin it is, when you're first rewarded that coin, it shows up in your account at that moment, whatever the fair market value of, of that coin is, when it comes into your account, when you, when you have access to it, you're taxed at that value. So let's say you mine $100 of Ethereum, it shows up in your account. At that point, the IRS laws are that you should be reporting $100 of income at that point in time. So say it was December 31st, you mined $100 of Ethereum, it showed up in your account as be, being available once it's mined, you should report that $100 on your tax return as ordinary income, either as self, say as self-employment income, if you're doing it as kind of a business or just other income. And then, so that's the first part of mine crypto. 
and how it's taxed. When the money comes in, it's taxed as ordinary income. And then the second step is what you do with that crypto depends on how it's taxed at the next level. So if you turned around, so you got that $100 of Ethereum in your account, you have $100 of income. And then that's on day one. And then let's say on day two, you turn around and sell it for US dollars, you convert it into cash, you sell it for $105. So are you taxed on the $100 when it first came in? And again, on the 105, you're not taxed on the full 105. You are only taxed on the increase. But the first 100 was ordinary income because you earned it like you're, it's like you're, you're working at a job. Your job is to mine crypto. You got that $100. But then the next five, you only earn that because it went up in value as you held it. So that second layer is taxed as capital gains. Like that first option, like with most people just buying and holding crypto, they're taxed at capital gains. When you mine crypto and you hold it and it goes up in value, you're also taxed uh, through the capital gain uh, tax brackets. And uh, on the other side, if it goes down in value from $100 down to $95, you would, of course, be able to realize a capital loss for that $5 to offset capital gains or, <clears throat> or some of your W-2 wages or ordinary income. So that's how mined crypto is taxed. One of the best things about mining crypto, though, is that it does open up the opportunity for you to write off expenses. As if you're running it like a business, which most people are when they're mining crypto, you will likely have <clears throat> the cost to buy a mining rig, well, the, the, the hardware. You will be able to deduct that. And it's usually pretty substantial. These things cost $10,000, $20,000 sometimes. What that'll be is that'll be a deduction and that can offset your other income. That will decrease your taxable income. If you're in a, say a 30% tax bracket and you bought a $10,000 mining rig, that's going to save you about $3,000 in taxes by owning that rig. So you'll get the tax benefits of it. And then as you mine more and more, you'll, you'll kind of get to that break-even point. But remember the tax benefit side of that break-even point as you're running those numbers. Um, so let's go into the third, the third way to get income uh, or the third way that crypto is taxed. And this is the staking rewards, the interest, the money you get kind of above and beyond the value fluctuations. It's the way you can get paid by, by owning the crypto. And there's, very, there's quite a few different ways that that can happen. We won't go into those details, more of the tax side. But as that money comes into you, say you've got $1,000 in uh, Ethereum, and whatever brokerage you're using, let's just say they give you a 5% APR, 5% per year, just for owning that crypto and holding it on their exchange. You had $1,000, so 5% of $1,000, that's $50. You're going to earn $50 above and beyond the fluctuation in the value that'll just be added into your account. That $50 is taxed like ordinary income, similar to the way that mined crypto comes in and the way you're taxed. It's not going to be capital gain income. It's just going to be regular, ordinary income taxed. It'll be taxed at those higher brackets, those higher rates compared to the capital gain rates short-term or the long-term capital gain rates. So remember the, the rewards, interest, all that other stuff. As that comes in, you're taxed at the ordinary income rates. And right now, these brokerages and exchanges, um, they, don't have, they don't have the same requirements that uh, stock brokerages have kind of the, the Fidelity, the Charles Schwab, the Merrill Lynch. They don't have the same reporting requirements yet that those other companies have. These cryptocurrency exchanges don't have the same requirements that these kind of typical exchanges have. Um, 
a few, quite a few reasons for that, but the legislation is changing. So right now, when you're doing your tax return, you're usually not going to have a perfectly clean tax form that gives you complete and accurate information. So it gets a little more difficult combining all your cryptocurrency, kind of looking up what you mined, which probably isn't reported anywhere, probably not reported to the IRS at all in most cases when you're mining it yourself. Uh, sometimes the rewards are reported to you. Um and they will put that on like a 1099 miscellaneous. But when you're buying and selling crypto, you've really got to watch out for this. The capital gain, a lot of times, say like a Coinbase, they'll let, they'll know what you sold the what the what you sold the crypto for. Say you sold twenty five thousand dollars of Bitcoin, they'll know the the sales price was twenty five thousand. The issue with a lot of these exchanges is they don't know what you bought it for. If you bought that on on some other exchange, say on Kraken. You bought it for 20000 on Kraken. You transfer it over to Coinbase. Coinbase has no idea that you bought it for 20000 Kraken knows. Coinbase doesn't know that. Coinbase just reports what you sold it for. So sometimes, say like in the Coinbase tax reports, they'll report to the IRS, yep, he sold, he or she sold $25,000 of Bitcoin. They'll report it as though it's taxable. So if you don't report it right and report that you did buy the Bitcoin for $20,000, which is not on any tax form. So that's in your records. Uh, you could potentially be taxed on the full 25000 and not just on your increase, uh, the $5,000 increase. So make sure you watch for that. There are some, there are some different uh, kind of crypto compiler softwares out there where they can kind of put together all of your transaction history through multiple exchanges, and they can come up with your basis, your cost, your basis, your sales price, they can kind of create an informal tax form for you. There's, I know there's one called cointracker.io. There's, there's several others. We haven't, we haven't really had in, any issues with any of those working for our clients. And they're, they're pretty inexpensive to be able to compile that, that data. But what you'll do is you'll, you'll upload all your transaction history uh, into that specific, say, cointracker.io. You'll upload all your history into that. They'll compile it for you. And then they'll spit out a report that uh, you can use in preparing your tax returns. So remember the three different ways that crypto is taxed. It can be taxed like stocks with long-term capital gains and short-term capital gains. So you want to plan accordingly for that. Uh, there's mined crypto. Remember that's taxed in two ways. It's taxed as it, come in, as it comes in when it's mined. That's ordinary income. And then as you hold that same crypto, it's taxed like stocks long-term gains, cap, uh, short-term capital gains. Uh, just remember those two pieces to that there. And then the third way, those rewards, the staking rewards, the interest that you get, remember that's taxed. It's taxed as it comes into you, as it's available to you, uh, not just when you pull the money out. So as soon as your account balance goes up for that $50 reward for holding your $1,000 of Ethereum, that's going to be added to a 1099 at the end of the tax year, and it'll be added to your tax return where you'd pay ordinary income rates. So hopefully that helps. The crypto taxation does get a little crazy, but I'm hoping you can use that, use that in your planning, reduce your taxes and increase your wealth. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com. 